So, Dale, I don't know how much you know about therapy, but it usually starts by you telling me a little something about yourself. I thought there'd be couches and Kleenex and shit. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. Do you want to talk about some of those feelings? I love you. Obviously, you don't know me. So how's this supposed to work? You sit, I sit, we talk. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam. And I'm Dr. Fran. Welcome to Freudian Scripts. The podcast where we put your favorite TV shows and movies on the hypothetical couch to take a deeper dive into the way psychology is portrayed. We analyze the way therapy looks in entertainment, discuss the way psychological diagnoses are portrayed, and break down other psychological themes seen on our screens. As a reminder, Freudian Scripts is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your mental health professional with any questions and seek care if needed. The content and clips in today's episode may contain explicit language and mature and adult themes. Woohoo! We're super excited to bring you today's mini session because the podcast is turning two. Whoop whoop, terrible twos. <laughs> oh gosh, hopefully not. <laughs> we have had over 40 episodes cover um, over the past two years covering even more TV shows and movies as we've introduced new formats that have allowed us to cover more than one movie or TV show per episode. Um, so today we'll just be taking a look back over our second year of the podcast and answering some listener questions that you all submitted. And we're hoping this will be super fun. We did something similar for our one-year anniversary birthday of the podcast. Um, we took some listener questions. We kind of recapped and reviewed what we've done. For those of you that have been longtime Freudian scripters, you've kind of been there through the changes. So, you know, now we do a session every other week and we we for the most part try to alternate between our full sessions which are the deep dives reviewing different themes and tv shows or movies and our mini sessions which are you know supposed to be a little more accessible you don't have to really have watched the tv show or movie to enjoy um and are briefer and not as big of as a deep dive in particular one of the things that we're really excited about we found to be really fun seems like you listeners are really enjoying it too since we've gotten some great feedback are the three new mini session types that we have launched this past year. Yep. So as Dr. Sam mentioned, we kind of shifted our formatting after doing a year. We realized that it was harder to really cover things like in real time, right? Like a new TV <laughs> show or movie comes out and we would spend, you know, hours trying to watch it and come up with the content and do the research. And so these mini sessions were really a way, one, to access content in a quicker fashion, but also to cover things that maybe don't warrant a whole full hour episode where we really like yeah. dive in on a specific movie or TV show, but clips that might be relevant. One of these sessions that Dr. Sam has mentioning is the second opinion. This one's been a super fun one. We've done it in a few different ways. One yes. where Dr. Sam and I pick clips to share with each other that we don't think the other person has seen with the, before and where we've had listeners submit in clips that we may or may not have seen before. So this is just a super fun way for us to like in the moment, just give our candid responses and reactions to what we're seeing on the in the clips. These are super fun because they're always a surprise. Like, Dr. Fran and I either surprise each other and we don't know what the clip is about or like she mentioned, the listeners submit the clips, which has been really fun because I think in those instances, both of the times we've done that, they were clips that neither Dr. Fran and I had watched or even had watched the movie sometimes. So it gave us something to kind of think about going back and watching or even covering more in depth later. And the second opinion is really fun because the kind of thought behind it is we are providing our second opinion or just like our opinions on whatever mental health kind of topic is being portrayed or as some of them have been the therapy that's being portrayed and these can be as you know bizarre as the office where toby is giving quote-unquote therapy to michael scott um or more 
quote unquote realistic portrayals of like a therapy session from um, What About Bob, for example. So these have been a really fun way to kind of introduce the clip, react to it in real time, um, and learn and see new things. And they've been really funny, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's been really fun just to see what listeners submit to us, right? So, and this is something yeah. like we do these episodes periodically. So if you have clips or you're watching a TV show or a movie and you're like, this is a really funny or interesting th- psychology or mental health therapy clip, um, feel free to just send it to us on social media and we'll add it to potentially a future Second Opinion episode. Yes, please do. And to keep the surprise, we enlist producer Brandon. So he helps to even like kind of set those sessions up so that we can really make sure that we're reacting to them in real time as recorded so that you get our, our you know, fresh takes on them. <laughs> One of the other new mini session types that we have launched are called Real Rounds. Real rounds kind of allow us to cover a certain topic or theme. So, for example, we have done real rounds on the psychology of horror, the psychology of holiday Hallmark-type movies, um, or we did a special real rounds for Pride last year. And these sessions, mini sessions, I should say, are where we kind of pick a topic. We're not doing maybe like a full 45-minute or an hour-long session, but we're playing two or one clip of some, you know, something that we want to show, and then we dive into that particular topic. So definitely check those out, like, around, I think, spooky season, aka Halloween, we did the one about, like, the psychology of horror. And so it's just a fun way to take a shorter topic um, or maybe a compilation of some uh, videos that are from different movies or TV shows and talk about them under the umbrella of one topic. And I think that those have been really cool um, and, like, digestible bites of different themes. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking, also thinking about we did one on um, like fake therapists where we had clips of yes. um, like fake therapy. So it's just a fun way for us to bring in clips in a much shorter, digestible way. Um, and you do not have to have watched any of the movies that are or TV shows that are covered in those to, to still listen along and not have anything spoiled. So our last mini session that we introduced this year, and we actually had our first one this past month, is booster sessions. Um, So these are when we put a show or a movie back on the couch that we've covered in like a full session before and bring it back to talk about other themes that maybe we didn't have time for the first time around. So we were super excited to put sex education back on the couch last month um, and do a booster session where we covered different themes, different um, therapy clips and different characters than we had been able to the first time that we uh, touched on sex education, which was back in uh, June of 2020, I want to say. Like, it's been a minute since we covered that show. So it was really fun to bring it back. I think it was. And when you listen to that session, I believe we mentioned it was, I think, almost exactly two years later that we were doing the booster session. So Um, And that one is a really fun one because as you listeners know, uh, Dr. Fran and I are big fans of sex education. So check it out. Uh, We kind of compare the quote unquote therapy that we see Otis uh, engage in as a high schooler versus the therapy that his mother, an actual psychologist, um, delivers. So uh, check that recent episode out. Also kind of fun in looking back over the past year, our top three sessions did include one of these new mini session types. So our top three sessions from the past year were our session on in treatment. So that's the HBO special where we covered the first episode slash the first session with Eladio, um, which is a really cool one. And that's definitely one that we, Dr. Fran and I have discussed bringing back maybe for a booster session or another longer session to kind of cover some of the other characters or some of the other therapy portrayals in that one. 
Yeah, that one was a fun one because it's very rare that we get an entire episode or entire yeah. content that's just therapy. So we had so much to work with with that, um, and the listeners seemed to enjoy that one. The other two sessions that were our most popular this past year were Elf. So that was a super fun one for the holiday <laughs> yeah. season to be able to cover. And one that maybe you don't think has a lot of psychological themes, but sure. we were able to pull and talk about a lot of really interesting and fun topics with that one. And then finally, um, the psychology of horror episode. So as Dr. Sam mentioned, um, one of our mini sessions was one of our top three episodes this year. And I will admit I was a little hesitant to do the psychology of horror episode because we played clips from like actual scary movies <laughs> um, and talked about how sound is used in in horror films to like increase the suspense. And if you're wanting to learn a bit more about why some people like horror films and why some people like me do not take a listen to <laughs> yeah. that episode. Yeah, super fun one. And I think just kind of discussing these new mini sessions, discussing our top three sessions from the last year, I think really highlights some of the things that Dr. Fran and I have been trying to do. I think we branched out really a lot this past year. So yes, we're still covering therapy portrayals, but we're also putting, I think, movies and TV shows that oftentimes our listeners are coming to us and saying things like, oh, wow, just like with Elf, for example, I never would have really thought about it that way or, you know, the topics that you cover. And I think that's what's really cool about psychology and mental health is that there are, you know, everyone has mental health. You guys have all seen, you know, mental health is health. And, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different psychological constructs and themes that can pull be pulled from just whenever there's like people interacting and living. And so I think it's really cool that we've been able to take some of these shows and cover it in that way. I know recently I had a listener talk to uh, us about the Mean Girls episode, like, oh, wow, like Mean Girls, such a funny and kind of cult classic type movie I never would have really thought about it from the perspective of like you know adolescent development and all the things that you and Dr. Fran talked about so it's always really cool to get that feedback and I think we've been trying to you know kind of stretch that flexibility and putting all different types of shows and movies with therapy explicit or being more creative with it which I think has been fun this past year. Yeah, I think related to that, it's been really cool to bring in different types of psychology. So in addition to like clinical yes. psychology, which we most often talk about with like therapy or diagnoses, we've also been able to cover other facets of psychology um, through the different films and movie and TV shows that we've chosen. So we've got to cover health psychology, which is in our 50-50 episode, which was really fun. And that's one of Dr. Sam's specialties. So that was cool to bring yes. that in. <laughs> um, we talked about sports psychology through the lens of Ted Lasso. So that was really cool because mm -hmm. that's one that we don't often get a chance to talk about um, in like popular movie and TV shows. So that was a really great opportunity to bring, bring that in. And then we also covered social psychology, um, which is um, in our five-year engagement episode. And that's just a really fun one because even though we covered it kind of for like Valentine's Day, like romance, mm -hmm. we got to cover this area of psychology that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, and very relatable for Dr. Fran and I, based on the portrayal of someone just going through graduate school yeah. and all of the training that comes along with it. So that was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the other cool things that we've continued with this past year are highlighting mental health professionals, you know, across the spectrum, doing different types of work in our Scripture Spotlight series. So... As you may remember, um, prior to our second year, we highlighted doctors Ashley Teasdale, Tracy Casanova, and Ana Glea Arce. And then our second year, so just most recently, we were able to highlight Andrew Bontemps and doctors Chris Dresser and Emily Warren. So definitely check out our social media to learn more about these practitioners, learn about their clinical work, their research work, why they love mental health, and why they're so passionate about the work that they do. And... As you may remember, and if you have seen these in the past, um, our goal with these is really to 
spread awareness and information about the types of mental health practitioners as well as help to destigmatizing as well as help to destigmatize mental health and seeking mental health treatment. So these spotlights have been really fun. We're definitely going to continue these. Let us know or send, uh, you know, if there are people that you would like to be highlighted or if you, you yourself would like to be highlighted, definitely reach out because we're always looking for people doing cool and interesting work to put on our Scripter Spotlight series. Yeah, that's been a super fun series to do and we hope to continue highlighting people in the field. So taking a step back, I had actually gone back in preparation for this episode and listened to our Celebrating One Year (laughs) episode, which you can still find on all of your podcast platforms. And something that we did, which I thought would be really fun to bring back, was just reflecting on what our favorite sessions have been that we've done um, over the last year. So just limited to this past academic year, I guess, basically, is what we're kind of working (laughs) off of, like June to June. Um, Yeah. And I will, I remember that we had had the caveat that it was, what was your favorite session? But of course, Dr. Sam chose two. Okay. So I'm just going to say that it's, what are your favorite two sessions from this past year? I have a hard time with favorites, as we all know. (laughs) And I think, you know, it's a tough question because there were two, you know, like the sessions are like our special projects. They all have a special place in my heart. So it's hard to tease them apart. Like I like different things about them. So I think one of the ones I was really excited about this past year, you mentioned it earlier, Dr. Fran, was our 50-50 episode. Um, You know, atrocious uh, portrayal of therapy, (laughs) unfortunately. But I thought it was kind of cool to finally get to talk about health psychology, which is, is something that I think most people have never heard about and really don't have a lot of um, awareness or information about and is something that I specialize in. So I thought it was really neat to be able to share that, talk about that, and then provide, you know, um, examples of what it would more appropriately and hopefully look like as opposed to how we see it portrayed in the movie. But so that was a really fun one. And then um, I think I really enjoyed the five-year engagement session as well just because I love that rom-com I think it's like such a funny movie and because of the relatable nature of her studying psychology and going through all of that so those are my two favorites what about you Dr. Fran I think those are both really good ones I also really liked the five-year engagement for similar reasons yeah (laughs) Um, I tried to I tried to pick a mini session and a full session for my favorite so my full favorite session I think that we did this past year was Ted Lasso Um, I partially because I'm biased because I just really love that show Um, Um, And so it was just really fun to cover it on the podcast, but also because I think it is a show that's showing that we're moving in the right direction in our portrayal and like understanding and acceptance of mental health. Um, The fact that it is treated as such a normal, okay thing by almost all of the characters in the show. Um, And then we see Ted go through this huge growth process of starting off and not really being on board, but then learning that it can be very helpful. I think just is a very helpful message to have out there for mental health in general. And we got to cover sports psychology, which was something super cool that neither Dr. Sam nor I specialize in. So that was a fun learning experience for us too. Very true. And then it was hard to narrow down because I've liked a lot of the mini sessions that we've done. But (laughs) um, if I had to pick one, I picked the the mini session for Pride Month. And partially because we got to cover two really cool shows, Orange is the New Black and Pose, that, you know, while we could do a full episode on, it was really cool to highlight, especially um, transgender or non-binary people of color in the lens of these two shows that have really done like amazing work to highlight this very like underrepresented group of people. Um, So that was just like a really cool 
episode and it was our first mini session. So that one also holds a special place in my heart. Oh, very true. You know, you I, I agree. I think the ones that you picked are also awesome sessions. Um, and I think you picked them for very nice reasons in that I totally agree with as well about the movement in, tor- in terms of the portrayal of psychology. The ones I selected were not necessarily the best portrayals. Well, 50-50. But I do think the five-year engagement, one of the things that's so cool about that is it's it does show the trajectory of like a PhD, you know, doctoral student, and then she goes on to graduate and tries to get a career in academia. And all of that was very accurate and realistic. And it's still, they made it like funny and heartwarming and relatable. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> I don't know if it feels that way for everyone when they're going through it. So... <laughs> True. So obviously we watch a lot of movies and TV shows for the podcast, but we also watch a lot of TV shows and movies not for the podcast. So we also thought it'd be fun just to just to think about like what shows have we watched over the past year and what movies have we seen over the past year that might warrant some attention, whether it's covering them on a future episode or just that like we liked them or maybe that we hated them. Yeah. (laughs) So I, you know, in this exercise, I realized I watch a little bit too much TV, perhaps. (laughs) But you know, TV is something I often just have on like when I'm cooking, cleaning, like doing work at home, whatever. So some of the shows that I've watched most recently, and that I have enjoyed for different reasons, you know, I would say would be Flight Attendants. That's the new uh Uh, the new season, season two of Kaylee Cuoco's show, um, which is based on a novel. And I do think that that is one that has the potential to end up on our couch because it does have a lot of mental health related themes, as well as a portrayal of substance use disorder and related topics, family dynamics, a lot of different things I think would be really interesting to see on the podcast or listen to rather on the podcast. Yeah, Dr. Sam has been trying to get me to watch this show for a while now. And I I want to it's not that I don't want to I just have been watching other things. So I have it on my queue to watch very soon so that we can cover it in the near future. Yes, that'll be a good one, I think. And I think a popular fun watch. It's like has a little bit of everything like murder, mystery, suspense, mental health, you know, there's a lot of things there. Other shows that I've been watching lately are like Barry, Ozark, Better Call Saul, uh, Severance, which is an Apple TV show, which I think would also be a really good one to put on the couch. It's a very complex show, though, so I'd be kind of curious to see what topics we could draw out of that. Um, I've also recently watched M. Night Shyamalan's Servant Show and Atlanta. And then in terms of comedy, because I realized as I was making these lists that these are all very like kind of like dark, (laughs) heavier shows. I also watch um, this show called Ghost, which is really cute and could be like a funny mini session, perhaps. I don't even Um, know what that is. But it's basically about a couple. They move out to like the country outside of New York City. um, And they inherit like this house that they turn into a bed and breakfast. But the main character gets a head injury and then can see and talk to ghosts. So I think that that would be an interesting one to put on the, the podcast. Sounds related super to that. realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also watched After Party, The Great, and most recently, this is a true crime-related show, but The Thing About Pam. What shows have you been watching lately, Dr. Fran? This was a hard one for me, too, because I do feel like I've watched a lot, but then you kind of, like, forget what you've watched once you've finished yeah. the show. Um, I've actually rewatched a lot of old shows. Like, I'm watching them for the first time, but they're shows that mm-hmm. have been around for a while. Um, so I just finished West Wing, all, like, seven or eight seasons, which is actually a very good oh, show. Wow. Um, and they do have some fun psychological themes in there sometime, maybe for uh, 
mini session, we could bring like a clip of like them doing therapy with the president of the United States. That's kind of a oh, cool yeah, that'd be cool. I haven't watched it. Yeah, so that was a good one. I'm currently watching Battlestar Galactica, which is like super nice. nerdy, but I don't know, it's something. <laughs> Um, and then I'm embarrassed to admit that after we did our um, episode on gossip on a mini session, um, I started watching Gossip Girl from the very beginning and I'm like three seasons into that. It's just a really nice thing to have on while I'm doing something else or just to like unwind and have something kind of that doesn't take up too many brain cells. Um, yeah. I should watch that one. <laughs> um, that reminds um, me. I I watch Riverdale and I feel like they seem kind of like similar. Yeah. Um, but I I did not mention Riverdale, but that is a show that I am also actively watching. It makes me think a lot of the OC, which I is one of yeah. my like favorite you know teenage drama shows. Very similar um, vibes to that. Um, let's see what else. And then in terms of like, I also have watched some pretty good like reality type shows. So if anyone has seen or not seen love on the spectrum, it's on Netflix. They have oh, yeah. um, the original Australian version, but then they just came out with a U.S. version, which I haven't watched yet, but the Australian version is super good. Um, and if you've listened to our episodes or, you know, have heard about um, like autism spectrum disorder and um, it's just a really heartwarming, like lovely insight into like the inner workings of like young adults with autism spectrum disorder, but then also like how they navigate romantic relationships and dating. And so I, that's just a really great show that I've enjoyed. Um, and then if you've listened along with us, you know that I really love baking and cooking shows. So I will yeah. put <laughs> plugs in for, these are kind of like, Maybe ones that people haven't watched or haven't heard of. Um, Baking Impossible is super cool. They have engineers and bakers together working to make <laughs> bakes that can, like, float on water or, like, sustain, Whoa. like, earthquake-level intensity, um, like, shaking. Like, it's just really bizarre, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> you, like, yeah, it's like, what's the function of that cake? <laughs> to withstand earthquake-level um, impact. That is, oh. That's, like, they build it to do that. It's really interesting. And hmm. then School of Chocolate is another pretty cool one because you learn a lot about <laughs> how to temper chocolate and, like, they make these amazing, like, sculptures and just, like, really cool things. So I, like, oh, really nerd cool. out. I nerd out on the baking shows that are available out there. Sounds yummy. <laughs> and then Dr. Fran and I were briefly talking about before we, like, hopped on to record, we could go on and on about TV shows, apparently, that we both watch. But movies have been a little bit harder just in the context, you know, of the pandemic over the past couple of years and actually going or seeking out movies. So we didn't have too many movies, but I will say recently two of the movies that I watched and enjoyed were the newest Spider-Man, No Way Home. I felt like Tom Holland plays a great youthful kind of positive Spider-Man. So I really enjoy those movies. And then Dune. What about what any movies that came to your mind, Dr. Fran? Apparently you're a big Zendaya fan. True, true. I do like her. <laughs> Uh, I also had Dune on my list. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and then, actually, I also had a different Marvel movie on my list, The Eternals. Um, so I've watched, like, oh. all the MCU movies and this one. Like, I was expecting it to not be that good, but I actually ended up enjoying it more than I thought. And then... I want to watch that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then, keeping on my theme of rewatching things, I also have watched all the hung rewatched all the Hunger Game movies this year, just because I hadn't seen them in a while, and they were still good. Those are very good. I enjoy the movies and the books. Speaking of books and nerdy things, when I was trying to think of movies earlier, I told Dr. Fran, I'm like, wait, I've seen so many good movies. And then I realized that they were all actually books I've read that I just thought were movies. So <laughs> I know if we added this to like, what books have you read this year? We would be on for oh, another yeah. 30 minutes. So we'll yeah. bypass that. <laughs> 
we thought about adding psychological themes also like from novels, but we didn't know if that would capture such a great audience because we don't know if people read the same things as we do. So <laughs> if you ever want book recommendations, though, let us know. We have lots of books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if you ever want us to put like a book, maybe we could do like some kind of mini session about books. Who knows what the future holds? But just, yeah, there's cool books that you guys have heard of. But I think books do a really nice job with mental health topics. So that's why I think there's like so many that, you know, come to mind. Sometimes they get turned into TV shows and movies, though, and we can catch them there. (laughs) So speaking of listener feedback and like interaction, um, we were really excited to cover a few additional listener questions um, that were submitted by people who've been following the podcast and had questions about psychology or mental health and how it's portrayed in the movie. So the first listener question that we received asks, do you prefer covering or discussing TV shows and movies with mental health themes more broadly, or do you prefer discussing therapy portrayals? What do you think, Dr. Fran? It's a good question. Um, I would yeah. say I prefer when there's a therapy component, because that's obviously like the specialty area that Dr. Sam and I are in, and it's, I think, something that is... We've covered a few shows and movies that have actually done an okay job of portraying therapy, but it has something that's been historically so poorly represented that it gives us a really nice opportunity to, um, you know, highlight what are things that aren't accurate and what are things that are accurate about therapy. So I tend to prefer when we have a therapy portrayal, there just aren't a ton of them. So we end up covering a lot of TV shows and movies that have mental health themes that are still relevant and interesting, but... Um, don't necessarily have that therapy component because we can't. If we only did therapy portrayals, we'd be much more limited in the things that we could cover. What do you think, Doctor Sam? True, I agree with all of that. You know, I think that's one of the big things that we're both passionate about is kind of correcting inaccurate portrayals and also just providing information to people who might be interested, curious, or desiring mental health support, therapy treatment, in kind of teaching people like what to expect, how to go about it, you know, what's kind of out there, um, what types of therapies we know are helpful and could work, you know, what strategies are helpful. So I really love when we have that opportunity by discussing therapy portrayals. Um, I do enjoy when we cover the more broad themes just because I think that allows us to be a little more creative. And I think that people are often surprised like how you know, just like pervasive psychological themes are in everyday life and in media portrayal. So I I like that opportunity to be creative and learn different topics, especially those that are outside our specialty areas. Um, But I do think it's really important. And I enjoy the therapy portrayals as well. Yeah, they're both fun. And I think we do a nice job of doing both, right? Of we have some that we have absolutely no therapy and where we're like, they should really have done therapy in this this movie or TV show. (laughs) That's one of the good things about those is if we could kind of highlight like, oh, this would have been a great opportunity to maybe have sought treatment or therapy could have been helpful with this. So that's still good to plug. (laughs) Absolutely. So our next listener question um, is, what are some of the best representations of mental health in TV and cinema? This is such a difficult question. (laughs) Um, You know, I feel like you can take it from a lot of different angles. It's very nuanced. But I'm going to try to be more targeted in my response. So I will say one of the best representations of mental health that I've seen most recently would be in a show called Single Drunk Female. This is another one that I have shared with Dr. Fran that I would love to put on the couch, but it is about a young 20-something-year-old woman who, you know, had moved away from home, was living in New York, and started having a lot of difficulties related to, I think, grief and trauma, and then substance use disorder with alcohol, um, and having to kind of like 
you know, as she says in the show, kind of quote unquote hit rock bottom, but having a lot of consequences related to her behaviors and her alcohol use and trying to not start anew, but trying to like learn and build back and reach goals. And I think it does a really nice job of portraying that and showing like how she she's very invested in treatment. She's very invested you know, in bettering herself in a lot of ways. So I thought that that is a really nice representation of mental health. And it does it in a way that tries to reduce that stigma and show like this is something where people, you know, can get help and how they can get support. So I really like that. That's another one I haven't watched yet that I'm and it's a yeah, based on your recommendation, I'm intrigued to watch it at some point. You should and it's funny. It's a comedy. So it's it's done, I think, in a in a really, it's really well done. And then I'll say two other quick ones that I think have interesting takes, but portray very nuanced topics related to mental health in an interesting way that's sometimes also done really well. You've heard me talk about this before, but Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And then Big Mouth, which is a Netflix cartoon. I don't always agree, and it's not always, it's very kind of like raunchy, I guess you could say, the comedy But they do tackle a lot of things related to adolescent development. They talk a lot about anxiety and depression in like in youth. And so for that, I I think that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, I think those are those are good ones and like good reasons for choosing them. Um, I feel like when I was thinking about, of course, episodes that we've covered came to mind. Um, Mm -hmm. So things like atypical sex education in particular, I think, one, because I'm so drawn and like Do- uh, Dr. Sam and I have mentioned that we're have really a lot of experience with like the adolescent young adult population. Yes. So I think both of these shows do a really nice job of just portraying what normal adolescence and the transition from adolescence to young adulthood can look like and how mental health might come up in those scenarios and just how normal it is to go to therapy um, to address mm-hmm. things that might come up. So in our booster session really recently, we've covered um, one of the characters going to therapy after dealing with a sexual assault. And then in atypical, we see the main character going to therapy um, dealing with uh, challenges related to autism spectrum disorder and um, peer relationships. Another show we haven't put on the couch yet that I think also does this really well is Insecure. Um, And Issa Rae plays someone who's like young adulthood trying to navigate like jobs and relationships and friendships. Um, And I think that show also does a really nice job of just portraying how common challenges are within this like transition period, but also some of the characters end up going to therapy. And, you know, Mm -hmm. although there is some, you know, hesitation or like, I don't know about this, like it ends up being a positive experience. So I just appreciate that there's more and more shows recently coming out that just portray it mental health in a very normalized way. um, Because I think that opens up the conversation to talk more about things that are going on and um, not having it be such a scary stigmatizing topic. Exactly. I think those are all good examples of positive or, you know, more normalizing representations of mental health, as well as some like more creative, unique ways, like I mentioned with Big Mouth, like, for example, they portray um, depression is this like really large purple cat. And when people start to feel like their depressive symptoms coming on, the cat just kind of like, envelops them and like lays on their chest and they it's like kind of this like very visual and like visceral way Mm. of feeling the depression like oh like I'm just tired I can't get up like you know and the cat just kind of says like all these negative kind of sad thoughts to them and so you know there's I feel like there's a lot of work being done to kind of pioneer that like what you're talking about Dr. Fran of just like normalizing it these are experiences people go through showing it in in unique ways even so that's pretty cool and hopefully we'll continue to see more of that yep The next listener question, so we actually often uh, get asked this question or we get questions about, or suggestions rather I should say, about, oh, can you cover this that's in the media? You know, there's a lot of like popular 
court trials or different documentaries about like different true crime or other experiences or things that are happening in the real world. And so we're often asked if psychologists can or should give their opinions about these events, about these documentaries, or diagnose celebrities or public figures. Yeah, and this is a tricky one because there is so much, you know, stuff going on in the real world where it would be great to have like a, you know, psychological commentary on. And people do, right? There are psychologists or um, psychiatrists or other people in the mental health field that do give their opinions on like generally what's going on with certain topics. And we wanted to bring in, um, it was actually talked about in like a recent one of these like celebrity, like public figure situations is the Goldwater rule. Um, and so this is actually related more to the American psychiatrist the American Psychiatric Association. So similar to us as psychologists, the psychiatrists have a similar organization and they actually have what's called the Goldwater Rule, which came out of um, psychologists coming out against a uh, potential potential presidential candidate, um, Goldwater, and saying these really horrible things and questioning whether he was fit for duty and all these pieces. And so that led to a rule now that the American Psychiatric Association has that psychiatrists can only offer an opinion um, if they've actually done an evaluation with someone and cannot give an opinion about someone in the public attention or in public media, um, and that they can talk generally about things that might be going on with like mental health issues or about their expertise, but that it's unethical for a psychiatrist to offer a professional opinion unless they've conducted an examination or been granted some kind of proper authorization. Yes. And similarly, the American Psychological Association Ethics Code, which I know you have heard Dr. Fran and I chat about or talk about before, also stipulates that psychologists provide opinions of about psychological characteristics or diagnose individuals only after they have conducted an examination of that individual that would make it adequate to support their statements or their conclusions. So similarly, you know, we can't, um, and our ethics code states that we shouldn't talk about people that we haven't individually or personally examined. Um, we can, as Dr. Fran, I think, touched on, kind of make more general statements. So, for example, if there was a court case going on that a lot of people were curious about, a psychologist could talk about domestic violence or domestic abuse more broadly, statistics, things that might be associated with that, but would not be able to talk about those specific individuals involved. Um, so we can kind of give opinions about the topics and the themes, kind of like what we might do in a TV show or movie, but we couldn't talk more specifically. I think the way that this plays out in our podcast is, you know, Dr. Frand and I usually select TV shows and movies that are of a fictional nature or the characters are not real people or based on real people so that we're not talking about like potential diagnoses or other things related to people who are real that we've never met or uh, interviewed. Yeah, I think well said, Dr. Sam. Um, it's, it would be fun to cover some of these like big hot topics that are going around and like celebrities and public figures. Yeah. And I think most listeners can understand why, like if we've never actually met a person or sat them down in a professional context and conducted a thorough evaluation, which might involve like some, some objective measures of like personality or mental health things that could be going on. Um, it's really hard for us to make any kind of assertion without a lot of evidence and really with only information that is portrayed in like media or TV or yeah. that kind of content, which we know is often biased and we're only getting a small picture <laughs> of the story. So um, it's not really fair yeah. for us to make those interpretations. Exactly. You hear Dr. Fran and I complain about not having a full background or history right. of the characters we talk about in the TV show and movie. So imagine doing that with a real person. So <laughs> similarly. 
Not appropriate. So unfortunately, we will not be putting Tiger King on the couch um, or any mm-hmm. other uh, potential public figures that are out there in the media or documentaries um, in the future. And then our last question from listeners. So what plans do you have for the future of Freudian scripts? Ooh, juicy question. You know, <laughs> Dr. Fran and Wouldn't I are always you like having to this- know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Just kidding. Uh, Dr. Fran and I are always discussing this. You know, that's why we often are looking for feedback, too, just to see what people are interested in, what people want to learn about. I will say that some of the things we have kind of on our radar for the near future are doing some cross promotions, um, ideally and hopefully with other mental health podcasters or, you know, people that are creating content related to therapy, mental health, or even just advocates in the field is something we're really excited about and looking to do more of and kind of launch into. Um, As you may remember, too, Dr. Fran and I love having special guests on the podcast, in particular when they have an area of specialty or expertise that is different from Dr. Fran's and mine or just, you know, the topic that we're talking about. We haven't done as much special guests recently, so we're hoping to kind of get back into that, too, and bring some special guests to the podcast to talk about some really fun topics. Yeah, I think that's a good summary, Dr. Sam, and you'll just have to listen along with us to find out what we cover. But if you have suggestions or things that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they haven't covered this movie or TV show yet, or this would be so perfect, definitely send us send it our way. We have a list of options that we you know kind of pick and choose from based on the timing and what could uh, be a good fit. So we will definitely take those into consideration. Yes. And you saw even just in the past year, we kind of changed up the format. We come, we came up with our new mini session. Um, so we're always looking for other creative ways. You might see different things that we don't even know of yet this next year. Speaking of our different like segments and mini sessions and the things that we try out and do, one of our favorite segments is always our PH Jones. <laughs> and as you, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this session, if you listen to others, our PH Jones are really where we kind of highlight the things that Dr. Fran and I do not agree with, do not advise, think are just downright terrible um, from the <laughs> sessions or the movies from the sessions based on those movies or TV shows. Our PH Jones aren't meant to like make light of the way mental health providers are portrayed or make light of any mental health topics in the media. Really, we're hoping that these segments highlight the most common and inaccurate, sometimes ridiculous ways that psychology is portrayed. So we would just love to play some of our favorite PH Jones from the past year. This is not a safe place. Sorry, are you, you going like, to keep touching me like that? That guy is a total loon. But I cannot talk about my clients. I cannot talk about my clients. That's it. Great, great job. Thank you. Don't have late night phone chats with your patients. Don't repeatedly touch your patient after they ask you not to. Don't overshare personal details such as your marital discord with your patients that are children. Don't call your patient a dick. Don't haunt children or any other potential patients. Please don't do experiments that involve traumatizing your subjects by covering them in blood and chicken feathers and putting a loaded gun in their hand. Don't give your patient unwelcome car rides and then let them clean your car. Don't solve ghost (laughs) murders with your patients. And don't do ghost therapy. Don't ghost your patients. (laughs) And honey, don't call your patients by pet names. Don't make out with your postdoc fellow. Don't then start dating that postdoc fellow. Don't then give your postdoc girlfriend a faculty position just because you want her to stay in Michigan with you. And don't date your patients. Don't do it. Don't date your patients. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't date them. (laughs) I've really loved the PH Don't segments, and it's always fun to 
come up with them at the end of different episodes. And we did have quite a few opportunities to listen yeah. to each stones <laughs> this past year. Yeah. Ghost therapy. Uh, so before we wrap up today, we did also want to share some bloopers that apparently producer Brandon has been collecting over the year in a special <laughs> blooper folder just to mock and ridicule us. So here are some <laughs> bloopers from the podcast. And if you are a avid listener and you listen all the way to the end of our podcast for the Easter egg at the end, you may recognize some of these as our end of episode Easter eggs. And then really what happens next is that she's at home watching the neighbors as one does. And she sees as one does. <laughs> Jane Dr. Rus- Sam likes to watch her neighbors. Apparently <laughs> I alluded to it already of exposure, response, exposure and response, exposure and response. <laughs> I can't talk today. Exposure resu- response. Now you made me. <laughs> It didn't do anything egregiously wrong in terms of the, like, psychiatry portrayal. He didn't sleep with her, so that's a positive, I guess. That's sad. (laughs) That's the positive, yeah. Well, that is our mini session for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Drop us a DM. I don't want to say that. That sounds so lame. (laughs) Want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? It's a mind-reading game. Here's how it works. Leave me alone, you dead ghost. All of a sudden, I just hear, like, all this noise, and he's, like, right there. He's, like, joking. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, all of a sudden, I just hear, and I'm, like, oh, God, he's in here. She says, technically, I'm not a doctor. No, not technically. Like, you are just not a doctor. <laughs> it's um, a yes or no. It's a you are or you're not. <laughs> um, and then just practicing the touching. It's, like, just stop with the touching. But I guess this time he didn't say no, so um, <laughs> not that it makes Okay, t- wait, scratch that. <laughs> Don't put that in the bucket. <laughs> Welcome there, Freudian scripters. We hope you enjoyed our... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of what to say. Then I was, like, not thinking of what to say right in that moment. Okay. <laughs> it like, was like, hello, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> like, hear ye, hear ye, Freudian scripters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, let's start again. Jeffrey? Yeah, oh my god, yes. Wait! Jeffrey, my sister and I say that to each other all the time. <laughs> Jeffrey? Is that you? Santa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always Santa. <laughs> I've seen some of it. So I believe it says uh, Dr. Brandon prefaced it with this is Dr. This Brandon is about Fleabag. Who's. <laughs> okay. So she's breaking the fourth wall. Yes. I said third wall earlier, so I was correcting oh. myself for Brandon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't let anyone know that you have feelings. Hide them. Bury them deep. Only look happy. <laughs> I wasn't know if I should say anything about the next session, but I'm not going to say it. Don't say it about the next session. We're always wrong. It was fine. I don't think I would recommend it to people. I'm sorry if you already watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are humbling. And, you know, sometimes you can catch some of these, as Dr. Fran mentioned, in our Easter eggs. So for future sessions, be sure to hang around and listen to see if there's anything funny, odd, weird, whatever it is Dr. Fran and I are doing or saying at the time. Yeah, creepy. <laughs> Trying to sing. You never creepy. know. <laughs> when I re-listened to the episode from last year, the one that stuck out for me was one, one you did oh, yeah. from um, Sharp Objects. Classic. <laughs> we'll have to do some more creepy ones. <laughs> Nope, we're going to do more creepy ones just for Dr. Fran. I'm good. (laughs)
All right. Well, thank you so much for our longtime listeners, for sticking with us over the past few years, for our new listeners, for starting to follow and check us out. We really appreciate it. We love doing the podcast. It's definitely a labor of love. And we really love hearing all the feedback, things that are of interest to you, things that you're enjoying. So definitely continue to send us that as well. You can always connect with us on social media. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, not a TikTok yet, though we're talking about maybe Uh-oh, TikTok time. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, at Freud Scripts Pod. We also have a website that you're welcome to check out, and it has links to contact us and reach us on social media in that way. Um, so please subscribe, rate, and review, and please send us messages with things that you like, things that you think we could improve on, and movies and TV shows you'd like us to cover, and listener questions or clips for the future. Time's up. See you next session. We'd like to thank our producer, Brandon, creative director, Eric, webmaster, Don. Maybe we should just like record ourselves laughing so he can interject that at the end. <laughs> ha ha ha. Okay. Not like that, Dr. Brad. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> ha ha ha.